You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, that is available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. I am one half of the twosome that has been bringing you Socks in the Basement for the past two years. My buddy Dave will join me each and every Wednesday as we give you our normal 30 minutes of Socks. But ever since opening day, we have teamed up with SocksOn35th.com, the world-famous blog. And we've been bringing you a simulated White Sox season because we love baseball. And we know how much it means to be able to listen to a game, even if it's in the background, while you're doing something else. So I've been broadcasting the games using MLB The Show 20. And SocksOn35th has been reporting on the games, posting all the stats and the box scores and everything else. And we were ready to do it for the entire season. But now Major League Baseball is suddenly coming back. At the end of July, we're going to get regular baseball games. We're only going to get three exhibition games, though, leading up to it. And so it gives us enough time to not only talk about the White Sox on our show, as we normally do each and every Wednesday, but to continue these simulations and give you a good conclusion to the White Sox simulated season. Yesterday, on the 27th of June, the White Sox got to 20 games over 500, took the number one spot in the wildcard race, and pulled themselves within four games of the Minnesota Twins and back into second place. They had also won their seventh in a row. The team is flying at the highest it has been all year long. And we have simulated from opening day to yesterday each and every day and provided you with broadcast. But now we have to fast forward. We're going to have to do this a couple of times as we get closer to the beginning of real Major League Baseball. And so today I'm going to take you on a journey through several weeks, including the All-Star Game, for our first of a few Sox in the Basement simulated fast-forwards. It all starts with this seven-game winning streak, the White Sox having to face Oakland for one more game. And much like yesterday's game, it went pretty much the same way, a 2-1 to score. And Reynaldo Lopez went seven innings giving up only six hits and one earned run, striking out four while issuing three walks. Aaron Bummer comes in for his 14th hold, and Steve Ciszek gets his eighth save. It was basically a repeat of the game before. Two runs on nine hits for the White Sox, one run on eight for the Oakland Athletics. We sweep the A's away behind two doubles that Edwin Encarnacion hits and a triple from Tim Anderson. RBIs from Nomar Mazzara and Yasmani Grandal, and the White Sox improved to 60 and 36. After a day off, the White Sox went on the road to Toronto, sitting on an eight-game winning streak, one away from tying their high-water mark of nine in a row set about a month earlier and they got off on the right foot. Tim Anderson with a leadoff double was driven in by Aloy Jimenez with two outs as he hit a double of his own. In the third inning, Anderson knocked in one of his own. Edwin Encarnacion also had an RBI. Meanwhile, the pitching staff has been on fire. Lucas Giolito with the best start of his season goes six and a third, giving up only two hits in one run, four walks, but eight strikeouts. 
Jace Fry gets a hold, Aaron Bummer gets a hold, and Steve Ciszek is back out there again with an inning pitched and two strikeouts. The ERA remains at 0.78 as he gets his ninth save of the season. The White Sox win 3-1, giving up only three hits to the Blue Jays. That is their second nine-game winning streak in a row, and the month of June ends. And July 1st brings even more fun. The Sox go to 10 straight, and they beat up on Toronto. Chasing Ryan Barucki after only five innings in which he gave up eight hits and four runs. Only two of them were earned, though, after Rowdy Telez made a big error. A two-run double from James McCann in the fourth inning. A three-run home run from Tim Anderson in the sixth. Anderson then picked up two more runs in the eighth inning with a two-run single. The White Sox piled it on, winning 8-1. to one. Dallas Keiko goes eight and a third, giving up only six hits and one earned run, walked one with nine strikeouts, lowering his ERA to 4.30 and going to 8-5. and five. The White Sox win 10 in a row, eight runs on 13 hits with an error. Toronto, one run on six hits and two errors. Unfortunately for the White Sox, the next game did not go very well. Dylan Cease struggled, as he has been for the last month or so. Only five innings pitched and eight hits given up, six earned runs. He struck out seven and only walked one but he takes the loss and drops the 6-5 and five as the White Sox drop the third game of the series, 6-2 to two in Toronto. Tanner Rourke held the White Sox to only six hits and two runs, pitching eight, with the only bright spots of the game being solo home runs from Edwin Encarnacion and Luis Robert. The Sox, though, win two out of three in that series as the 10-game win streak comes to an end and headed off to Texas for three against the Rangers. On the 4th of July weekend, the White Sox brought fireworks to Texas. Gio Gonzalez gave up a run in the second inning, but then locked it down for eight innings pitched, seven hits, one earned run in total, with five strikeouts, bringing his total for the season to 104 Ks as White Sox bats victimized Kyle Gibson and the relief pen for the Texas Rangers. Home runs hit by Moncada, Jimenez, Encarnacion, Abreu, and Nomar Mazara in this game. Doubles from Robert, Madrigal, Mancada, Grandal, and Mendick. Multi-RBI games for Grandal, Jimenez, and Johan Mancada, who had three of them. The White Sox put up 15 hits and 11 runs and beat the Texas Rangers 11-1 in game one of the three-game set on July the 3rd. And July the 4th, in front of a national audience, the White Sox brought even more fireworks. Yoan Mankata hit two home runs. Nomar Mazzara added another, and Adam Engel, late in the game, hit one of his own when he came in as a defensive replacement. Mankata drove in five, Mazzara three, as the White Sox put up 16 runs on 21 hits. They ripped the Rangers apart. Meanwhile, Reynaldo Lopez gave up five earned runs, but it's easy when your team is scoring so much. He goes seven and a third, eating up some innings. Nine hits, the five earned runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. He goes the six and four as Alex Colomay comes in and wraps up the game for him for an inning and two-thirds. At this point, the White Sox have won 12 of their last 13 and are hot on the heels of the Minnesota Twins. Unfortunately for the White Sox, they were unable to complete the sweep, which would have pulled them one game behind the Twins. On Sunday, the Sox got out early, scoring three in the first three innings, behind an Aloy Jimenez two-run home run in the third. But then the Rangers got to Lucas Giolito. Five runs given up in the third inning. Lucas hung on through five, 
giving up six hits in the five earned runs, striking out six, but free passes in the third, three in that inning are what killed him. Michael Kopech came on to try to hold things close, and the Sox mounted a comeback, but they fell short, losing 7-5 to five in Texas. The White Sox took a day off on Monday, the 6th of July, and then headed home for two against the Cubs. Dallas Keuchel took the mound against Hugh Darvish in Game 1, and the Cubs put up three runs on Keuchel in the top of the third inning. The Sox did not lay down, though. Jimenez and Encarnacion each had home runs. Encarnacion actually got his first triple of the season, and extra base hits from Anderson and Grandal led the way as the Sox put up one in the third, one in the fourth, and three in the fifth inning. Keiko goes five, giving up eight hits and three runs, none of them earned. Michael Kopech, Jace Fry, Alex Colome, Aaron Bummer, and Steve Ciszek come out of the bullpen and hold the Cubs down enough as the White Sox win the game 6-4. Game two was a pitcher's duel. Jose Quintana against Dylan Cease. Both pitchers gave up two earned runs over six innings, and then nobody got anything. In the ninth inning, the Cubs scored to take the lead 3-2 after Ricky Renteria attempted to let Carson Fulmer finish off the game. Fulmer, who had gone two innings in the seventh and eighth, not giving up any base runners, gave up three hits and an earned run after getting one out in the ninth. Alex Colome came in and actually saved him and pitched the tenth. Why? Because the White Sox tied it up in the bottom of the ninth inning. Nomar Mazzara hit an RBI triple with one out in the bottom of the ninth and the Sox extended the game. Then, in the bottom of the 11th, James McCann came to the plate with one on and launched one all the way back in left center field. The White Sox walk it off against the Cubs and win 5-3, taking both games against the Northsiders in Guaranteed Rate Field. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. The Socks took a day off to celebrate and took on Arizona in a series that didn't go very well. The Socks won 5-3 game one behind home runs from Tim Anderson and Juan Moncada, and another brilliant effort from Gio Gonzalez. Seven innings pitched, two hits, one run, six walks, seven strikeouts. Steve Ciszek came on for his 11th save. They were leading in game two, one to nothing going into the top of the sixth inning, when Reynaldo Lopez had the wheels fall off. His final line, he did not get an out in the sixth, but gave up four runs before Michael Kopech could get in from the bullpen and take over the game. It was too much for the Sox to overcome as they were unable to get another run across the plate. Arizona gets four runs on six hits with one error. The Sox only one run on six hits, no errors, 
Kopech goes four, striking out six and not giving up a hit. But the Sox offense never got going, and they drop one to the Diamondbacks. In the final game of the first half of the season, before the All-Star game, Lucas Giolito took the mound. And after giving up a home run in the first, it was all goose eggs for both teams. In the sixth inning, he gave up another home run. He finished six, giving up six hits and two earned runs, one walk and eight strikeouts. But Madison Bumgarner was brilliant. He spread nine hits over nine full innings, pitched a complete game with three walks and 11 strikeouts. The Sox were shut out and ended up losing six to nothing to finish out the first half. Going into the All-Star break, the Chicago White Sox are 60 and 36, and they are two games back of the Minnesota Twins, who sit at 63 and 35. The Indians are four and a half out of first place in third at 58 and 39. In the wild card race, though, the White Sox have the lead spot. The Indians have the second spot tied with the Astros by win percentage points. The Blue Jays sit five games out of the picture, and the next few teams after that, the Athletics and Red Sox, are nine and a half games back. Gio Gonzalez currently has the second best earned run average in Major League Baseball at 2.70. Tim Anderson is second in the AL batting average race at a 345 clip, only trailing Mike Trout, who's hitting 350. For the All-Star game, the White Sox sent four. Yasmani Grandal was a starting catcher, and Jose Abreu started at first base. Gio Gonzalez made the starting pitching staff, and the only relief pitcher taken that wasn't a closer at the beginning of the year was Steve Ciszek. Tim Anderson got edged out as Jose Iglesias became the only representative for the Tigers, and Anderson just missed getting voted in as a starter at short coming in second. So the Sox then head off to Detroit, to start off the second half of the season on Friday the 17th of July and Dallas Keuchel is steady yet again. Seven innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs and four strikeouts. All three runs given up in the second on a three-run home run. Spencer Turnbull though, who the White Sox had gotten to earlier in the year, gives up a two-run home run to Yasmati Grandal, a solo shot to Luis Robert and a solo shot to Aloy Jimenez. The Sox go on to win four runs on 11 hits, three on seven for Detroit as they take game one. Steve Ciszek gets his 12th save of the season after Aaron Bummer bridges the gap from Keuchel to him with his 17th hold. In game two, Dylan Cease took the mound. He had been struggling in the first half, and this time around he at least went five and a third, giving up four hits and an earned run, six walks and three strikeouts. Unfortunately, a home run from Luis Robert and an RBI double from Yohan Moncada early in the game was not enough to get this game won in regular innings. In fact, it goes on 12 innings against Detroit, the team the White Sox have played more extra inning games against all season long. In the top of the 12th, Adam Engel pinch hits and drives in two with a double off the left center field wall. Steve Ciszek comes in in the bottom of the 12th, getting his 13th save, setting him down 1-2-3, and the White Sox win a long one 4-2 against Detroit. The Sox were unfortunately unable to win their next game, though, and get the sweep. Detroit jumped all over Gio Gonzalez, handing him his only second loss of the season. He only went five, giving up seven hits and four earned runs, four walks and four strikeouts. 
Meanwhile, the White Sox offense sputtered, with the exception of Nomar Mazzara, who's been red hot over the last month. He had a solo home run along with Luis Robert, but the Sox dropped this one 5-2 in nine innings. Following the game, on Monday, the 20th of July, the White Sox sent Reynaldo Lopez against John Lester in Wrigley Field. The Sox, who had already won the first two games of the series in Chicago, brought out the big sticks against Lester. Yoan Moncada hit a two-run home run in the top of the second inning. Danny Mendick drove in a run with a triple in the fourth. And then Yoan Moncada came to the plate with the bases loaded in the top of the sixth and lifted one out of the ballpark onto the streets for a grand slam. The Sox went on to score six in the sixth inning alone, chasing Lester away. Meanwhile, Reynaldo Lopez goes seven innings strong with four hits and one earned run, two walks and four strikeouts. Alex Colome with another strong effort out of the bullpen, combined with Jimmy Cordero to mop things up as the White Sox go on to win 11-1 in Wrigley. As the fast forward comes to a close, the White Sox are sitting at 63-37. and 37. As of the end of the day, on July the 20th, they have won the Crosstown Cup, taking the first three games, and the final matchup between the two teams will be in our next broadcast on Tuesday. Carlos Rodan will be added to the team. Dylan Cease will be moved to the bullpen as Ricky Renteria will shuffle around his starting rotation to make room. The Twins, though, have gone on a tear, and unfortunately, the White Sox fell back a game. They are now three games back from Minnesota, who sit at 67-35, while the White Sox sit at 63-37. The Sox are still in that lead wildcard spot, two games in front of the Indians, who are in the second wildcard spot. The Astros are a half game out of the wildcard picture. The Blue Jays sit seven and a half back, and the Red Sox and everybody else are 10 games or more behind any chance of getting a wild card at this point. The Sox have won 29 games in their division, going 29 and 15. They are 36 and 13 at home and 27 and 24 away. They rule the night at 40 and 15 during night games. Tim Anderson continues to chase Mike Trout for his second batting title, four points behind, hitting 337 to Mike Trout's 341. Yasmani Grandal continues to lead the team in home runs. He is 22 on the season, but a lot of guys have bunched up behind him. Edwin Encarnacion's at 21 now. Mancata has 19. Jimenez with 18. Abreu with 16. And Nomar Mazzara on a tear with 11 home runs, followed by Luis Robert, who's made it to double digits, hitting 10 at this point. Mazzara and Robert have come alive with Robert raising his average to 230 and Mazzara up to 247. Mazzara also has an OPS now over 800 at 806. The leader on the team among eligible players in OPS, though, is Johan Mancata. He continues to contribute greatly in the middle of the order, hitting 319 on base at 372 and slugging at 573. The best starting pitcher is still Gio Gonzalez. He's 12-2 with 115 strikeouts over 121.2 innings a 2.88 ERA and a whip of 1.20. Reynaldo Lopez continues to impress. His whip's at 1.25, over 117 in a third innings, and he's 7-5. Lucas Giolito's back to 500 at 7-7, and and Dallas Keuchel is starting to get wins. 10-5 right now, even with a whip of 1.37 and an ERA of 4.09. But the worst whip on the team has been Cease, and his ERA's at 4.08. He also sits at only 6-5 and and has struggled as of late and he will be heading to the bullpen to make room for Carlos Rodan. Michael Kopech also sits in that bullpen and is doing very well, along with Evan Marshall, Steve Ciszek, Jace Fry, and Aaron Bummer. 
Jimmy Cordero has turned his year around, and Carson Fulmer continues to impress with a 3.02 ERA coming out of the pen. Even Alex Colomay is starting to turn things around a little bit. Although the ERA sits at 4.14 and the whip is at 1.41, he's a middle reliever now. And that's where your White Sox sit after the first simulation fast forward. We've picked up a few games on the Twins. We've seen a lot more home runs. We've seen the offense come alive. We've seen Dallas Keuchel right the ship. We've seen Luis Robert and Nomar Mazara start to hit. We've seen Tim Anderson continue to consistently get base hits. Steve Ciszek really is the closer. And Dylan Cease is the odd man out in the rotation. Join us this Tuesday. Sox at Cubs. Carlos Rodon makes his debut. Another simulated broadcast brought to you by Sox in the basement. And then on Wednesday, when Joe Binder of Sox on 35th joins myself and Dave at the 9-foot homemade oak bar in my basement. For Socks in the Basement, 30 minutes of Socks for fans by fans. We'll talk about what's going on in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about what's going on in the Sim. And we'll talk about what's coming up. Thank you very much for listening to Socks in the Basement Simulated Season and our Fast Forward broadcast as we move ever closer to the end of the simulated season and the start of real baseball on the South Side. My name is Chris Lanuti. Thanks for listening to the podcast for fans by fans. Socks in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at socksinthebasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.